Welcome to Worth in Progress. I'm Maria Grandi, personal power speaker and coach, and I'll be helping you get through the very real and raw process of personal development. Self-awareness is not always pleasant, so it's my intention to teach you to recognize your triggers, give you tools to guide you, and I'll share my personal stories of my own journey to find self-worth. Thank you so much for being here, and I always welcome your input. Welcome to episode 11, and thank you for listening. In this episode, I'm going to address an email question that I received asking what to do when you're unhappy at work. Now, many people go through the motions because they're worried about their pension or security or even just good old-fashioned fear of change. Let's talk about other options and then whether or not your unhappiness comes from low self-worth. Okay, let's start with the email question. I'm feeling so empowered after listening to almost all of the podcasts tonight. My question would be, how do you deal with work when you are so unhappy? Recently, things have changed drastically for me, and I'm having a hard time enjoying anything when I feel no personal fulfillment. My husband has just started a new business, so between trying to support him and dealing with my shitty work situation, parenting, and being a wife, it has been difficult. Thank you in advance. So first and foremost, thank you for even listening and binge listening. That means a lot to me, and I'm so glad it resonates with people when I do this. I'm hearing a few things in the email that I want to address before we get into the actual work issue. The first step here, I think, is to address where this unhappy is coming from. So you say things drastically change. Does this mean at work or in your personal life? You say you have a hard time enjoying anything without personal fulfillment, so that leads me to believe that you are not happy outside of work as well. So this is going to pull me off to the side a little bit away from the subject of hating your job because this wording sounds more like a self-worth issue. And I don't know why, but I almost feel like you're judging yourself more than anything here. So we need to address your feelings and expectations. So I know a lot about supporting husbands and them being the breadwinners and, uh, you know, us taking care of the kids and not really feeling fulfilled in our own lives. So I want to go there for a minute. In 2005, my husband wanted to open his own flooring store. Actually, he wasn't even my husband yet. We were uh, married in 2006. So he had his business a long time, but he never had a storefront. So he wanted to get that up and running. And my daughter was 13 at the time. She's not his daughter. I was previously married. But our son together was three. And I remember being annoyed because I wanted to plan the wedding at that time. And He wanted to get the business up and running first. I supported him and I helped him get the business, you know, the grand opening done and all that stuff. And I had my own part-time business going on at the time. It was good because I could be home and I loved that, but I did still feel like something was missing for me. Now, mind you, this is still back when I was all in my ego mind, angry about more so like what was expected of me as a wife. I definitely didn't see my condition patterns back then. Many women, whether they work or not, they often feel guilty about wanting more or just even something for themselves. They believe it makes them selfish and then they feel shame over it. And they often get shamed, especially mothers. They often get shamed by others. Don't even get me started with that one. This is a limiting belief trap and please don't fall in it. I don't want to sound like a man hater when I say this, but why can't women have it all too? Some men want support from their wives, but are they supportive of their women's dreams as well? I did wait. I waited for my dream, and I I supported John, and I eventually even tried to be that great wife that I felt shame over not being, and I worked in the store for him. And I felt really awful when I hated it. 
I'm definitely not meant to sit in an office. And I know that now, but I didn't back then. Even going back to the personality style episode, I'm not the style that wants to sit in an office. And it's just not a good fit for me. But I let the opinions of other people guilt me and make me believe that I was a terrible wife if I didn't stay there for my husband. I couldn't explain it at the time, but I knew there was something more inside of me, and I actually felt bad for wanting it. So I felt bad because I didn't contribute enough financially. I felt bad because I hated housework and cooking, and that just made me even more lifeless and angry. And this went on for a while, and then one day I got sparked. So my friend called me, and she wanted to tell me that she found the perfect job for me. And I was like, "Mm mm-hmm, what is it? She said she was at work, and they brought in a speaker to talk about change management. So she immediately thought of me, uh, set me up with this wonderful woman that would actually mentor me and hire me to do workplace training. So I started working for area colleges, and that's how I got here today. Lots and lots of stepping stones. And sometimes we're just not happy with where we are right at this moment because we're thinking of where we want to be. But the stepping stones are essential. As soon as I watched my mentor for the very first time, I was lit up. I swear, like a fire ignited inside of me, and I knew this is what I wanted to do. I truly believe that we're all here for a purpose, and we need to find that purpose. When we're unhappy, I believe it's our soul trying to tell us something. It's making us uncomfortable. Finding your purpose is the way to find lasting happiness instead of searching for happiness outside of yourself. My point is, where does unhappy come from? Is something missing? I worked part-time when my son was young. My daughter went off to college. I was still able to have, you know, to be home for my son after school. And I remember being agitated that I couldn't do more financially. And there were sacrifices, but I had to get my priorities in order. I wanted more money, and I told myself, it's going to happen. And lots of shit happened in between. But I did try to stay focused on what I wanted and not what I didn't want. Now, I don't know the answer to this, but make sure your husband is supportive of you as well. That means he needs to be clear on what your dreams are and your expectations too. You are not trapped from the things that you want. You're only trapped by your limitations. Again, women are so concerned with making sure everyone is happy and taken care of, laundry's clean, house clean, lunch is made, whatever. Everything doesn't have to be perfect all the time, especially if it is costing you your self-love. If you're attaching your worth to what you achieve in one day, then you're running a race that you can never win. We put so much pressure on ourselves. For what? Like what would actually happen if you sit down and rest while there's dishes in your sink or something else wasn't done? And even if you're not the type of person that cares about dishes in the sink, but you beat yourself up because you're messy, it's the same thing. Pretty soon what happens is that we're going to look for an escape of some kind. And trust me on this one. Food, alcohol, sleep aids. uh, There's plenty more I can name. But it could also be things that even look good, like exercise. But we can make it excessive exercise. Running. And we attach standards to that as well. Like if I don't run six miles, I suck. But what we don't do at this time is go within. Just be present with ourselves, our thoughts, why we feel the way we feel. Recognize the condition patterns, the things that we were taught that we needed to be in order to be right. Most of it is conditioned bullshit that we really just have to stop and recognize in order to get rid of it. When we recognize these triggers, we're going to change something, right? It's got to be moment by moment. A comment that someone could make to me would be, uh, why didn't you make your, your husband dinner? He worked all day. 
And then two things would happen. One, zero to Philly. My inner bitch, Mariah, gets furious at the 1960s mentality and loses it. And or I would still feel bad about myself because I'm not the breadwinner of the family. So it is my job to cook and clean. And either way, I felt terrible for it. I felt terrible about myself and ashamed. And this double-edged sword would continue to cut me until I learned to go within, to deal with the pattern and the low self-worth. So now let's get into the job. No job's going to make you happy for long if it doesn't feed your passion in some way. For example, people that love to work with people and help people become nurses and other jobs too, but I'm just going to use this as an example. Now, there's many aspects of being a nurse that they aren't thrilled with, but they can always feed their passion because they're working with people. Now, I don't know if the drastic change that you're speaking of is at work, but I would suggest that you go over your feelings and what aspects of your job or your life that you're not happy with. What can change and what do you have actual power over? Is it a boss, a coworker, a demotion? If we stay focused on what we can change, then we're planning better communication, working on our triggers, and the egoic mind. But if we stay focused on unhappiness, we will see a lot more of it. Your focus has to remain on problem solving, not creating more problems. When I see myself getting worried about lack, I have to change it up. Now, when I say lack, it could be lack of money, lack of motivation, lack of control, lack of resources. You can't see the light at the end of the tunnel if you're staring at the ground. So I retrained my mind to look at what I want. I say, I am building my empire. I would say that and laugh for the longest time. I would laugh at the people that I said it to. Now it's not so funny because I can see it. My focus is sharp and it's because I'm not giving my time to lack mentality. Get real clear on what you want and question your excuses for not going after it. Now, some people fear loss of security and that's why they can't leave a job. Leaving a secure job is scary, but I'm sorry, it's not the only secure job in the world. And I mean secure. People say, uh, you know, my pension, my this, my that, my, my benefits. I get it. But that is not the only job in the world that offers that. I used to train the employees of the state of New Jersey. I would ask them because, you know, they would complain. And I would ask them, why do you stay at a job that you're not happy with? And 90% of the time, their answer would be, I'm waiting for retirement. And then I'd ask, how long do you have until retirement? 10 years. What? Like to me, unfathomable. I can't even fathom the idea of staying somewhere that long when I was completely miserable. If you truly believe that we're put on this earth to stay in a job that we hate just so we can get a pension, I I, I don't even know what to say to that. You've created this life of going through the motions. You create your life. This is what you believe you have to do. This is a result of the limiting beliefs that you were taught. It would be like me blaming my father over and over again for the mistakes that I made. Like, how long do you get to do that? Now, I'm not saying that you could up and leave that job overnight. You know, it's going to take time. But have a plan. The plan is what's going to motivate you. It's going to build your energy. It's going to be your fuel to move on, knowing that bigger and better is coming. So many people take jobs based on money never taking it into consideration that they're going to hate that job and be miserable. I know these people. I love these very people. And it upsets me how miserable they are and how trapped they feel and that they would spend a third of their lives, more than a third, because most of these people work more than eight hours a day, so more than a third of their lives spent being miserable. 
there's not a chance in hell that would ever be me. But if you have a plan here, you can take the steps to do what it is that's going to ignite that fire within you. Take courses, whatever it is. Get your degree if that's what's important to you. Whatever it is, you can work towards something. You can visualize the empire and see what's going to be when you let it, when you stop limiting yourself. Surround yourself with people that take risks, that, that do what you want to do. Talk to people. Look at your options. If you can't leave, don't concentrate on that. What can you do while you're waiting? Research. Spend time in the new realm. That's going to ignite you. You know, in coaching people, you say, you know, what do you hate about your job? And some people answer, people. <laughs> if you, you have bigger problems than you think if people are your problem. If you're going to say that you hate people, you are certainly not self-aware. You don't actually hate people. Believe it or not, you're probably projecting onto them the things that you hate about yourself. You got to take action. Don't feel defeated because when fear creeps in, you have to replace it with heart. You have to replace that with faith. So many of us let fear take over our whole entire lives. I watch it every day. So let's say you want to start your own nonprofit while you're waiting to leave this job. You do all the research. You can volunteer you know, for a nonprofit, interview within that field, the excitement for what is coming will energize you. Yeah, you may have outgrown your current job, and you may have to be patient. But what you want is coming if you keep your focus on how to get it and not that it'll never happen. Tony Robbins always says, and this is one of my favorite quotes, it's not a lack of resources, it's a lack of resourcefulness. Look at your job now. If we're really talking about you actually hating your job, look at it. Look at your tasks. Which one do you hate? The books, the people, the chaos, the structure. This will help you determine the environment that will work for you. If you understand your personality style, you might already know this. You can go back to that episode. I think it's episode two, two or three, something like that. We do best in an environment that allows for us to be in our natural state, our natural style. Engagement is everything. And when we lose engagement, burnout is coming. And burnout is tough. You know, we all like our weekends, but if you truly dread Mondays every single week, maybe you can look deeper into that. And does anything at all excite you about your job? Are you always venting and complaining? You need 10 cups of coffee to get you through the day. You're too tired for the tasks that you need to do. What part of your job is taking your energy? Really self-reflect. Really pay attention to that because that can help you move forward. I'm not saying you have to take a leap and jump out of that job, especially if the real reason behind your unhappiness is not the job at all. Hating work, it's frustrating when you can't like simply quit. I'm a leaper. I've never stayed in a job where I was miserable. Of course, there was still a price to pay for that. You know, I suffered in other ways, but I chose to pay that price then and be happy. That's just me. We tend to get so wrapped up in how miserable we are and we stay in complaint mode, stuck. Like, is it where you work or is it your actual job that makes you unhappy? Self-awareness in this stage is important because you can determine just what is going to make you happy and you can determine what's making you unhappy. Is it your team, your pay, your work, your boss? Sit down and really Get real with yourself. Go over these questions. Going through the motions every day is no way to live. I, I don't agree with that. Getting through the eight hours, 
or the 10 years or whatever it is you're trying to just get to? What about the in-between? What about the now? Even if you do have to stay in this job, you're not stuck. As soon as your perspective changes, you're going to move forward. Maybe you change your communication tactics. Maybe you can watch some videos, listen to personal growth, books, podcasts, take a class. Just shift your state in general. Life isn't about biding your time. It's about being present. We can't just vent about it, right? Venting is good. We we vent to our friends. We vent to our family. That's good. But use it as a way to recognize what you're unhappy about and make a plan to change something. Because again, we'll start to feel badly about ourselves because usually when you're not engaged, you're not as productive as you could be. And then you start doing the minimal just to get by. I always ask people in trainings if they understand the 80-20 rule. And I say that 80% of the people are going to stay stuck and in jobs they hate. And that's a high percentage. And only 20% of the people are going to move up. So I ask, are you the 80 or are you the 20? And most people are like, oh, I'm the 20. But it really makes you think. Because if you're staying somewhere that you're not happy, you're not the 20%. The people who rise to the top are addicted to this calling that they have. And they're going to find a way to do it, paid or unpaid. Maybe you're not doing what it is you're meant to do. Maybe you feel like you have a bigger purpose. And you owe it to yourself to find out. What brings you joy? How are you going to take your power back? Make a plan. What will you do to get what you want? And the only thing that's limiting you are your beliefs. You were taught that it can only happen one way, and that is the furthest thing from the truth. Some people feel like they can't do anything because their kids are young, and you may be limited at this moment, but you're not stuck. When I couldn't have exactly what I wanted, I did what I wanted on a smaller scale. Like, for instance, keeping a job that you need to pay the bills, but spending time in the area that you want as well, the area that you want to be. My friend wanted to open a bar, but they had a full-time job. They researched the industry, bartended at night so they can understand and learn more, and eventually their dream came true. But while researching, don't check out at your current job, you know, because that's going to reflect on you and you may need that job a little bit longer than you think. And not to be so simple about it, but if you're telling yourself you're in a rut and you're telling yourself that you're unhappy and you're not doing anything about it, then that's where you're going to stay. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to your family to live the life that you want to, to live out your purpose. And you don't have to know what it is, but never stop working toward it. Never stop searching for it. And you'll know it as soon as you find it. That fire is going to be lit and there's no stopping you from there. I would go back and forth with the people that I worked with when they told me that they were just waiting for retirement because I wanted to understand them. And listen, if you have a plan, And you say, okay, 10 years, I retire. This is what I'm doing in the meantime to keep myself happy and uh, engaged and fulfilled. Well, that's one thing. But if you just are miserable every single day, you're miserable. You have nothing good to say. You are wasting your life. You're wasting that decade or probably even more of your life because you want to retire at a certain time. So what is it costing you? This job is actually costing you something. Start asking yourself, who taught me such limiting beliefs? Where did I learn that I had to have this job with a pension so I can be secure when I'm 65? Because why is that the only job that can create that security for you? Why do we think so small? No, we're taught fear. We are taught to fear everything. 
We make up shit to fear. I used to be fearful of never having or, or never having that fulfilled feeling. I used to be angry that my husband got to do what he wanted to do and I didn't. Like that makes any sense. No, it was thinking small. It was thinking small that made me angry. And you shouldn't settle for it. I know people that say they can't leave their jobs because they're the breadwinner. And I totally get that. My husband was actually even in that predicament. And that's why I'm saying it's not about jumping ship. It's about having a plan to find something else. Not sitting there saying, well, this is all I can get. Because that is such bullshit. So if you're content to be miserable for 10 years or however long it's going to take for you to, to retire, then you're giving up. You're not the 20%. Just because you're making money or in, and providing for your family doesn't mean you're living your life. Doesn't mean you're happy, fulfilled. I can assure you there's another way. You are not stuck. Only in your mind. So my advice to the person who asked the question has to be get very clear on what it is you're unhappy about. You're not fulfilled. What is causing that? And if I can help you in any way, please reach out to me. I'll be glad to help. And if you have a question, you can email it to Maria at MariaGrandiLLC.com. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day. I hope today's message resonated with you. And if it did, please leave a review. I would love to hear from you. And share it with someone else if you think it can inspire them. Also, you can follow me on social media at Maria Grandi LLC. And my website is also MariaGrandiLLC.com. Lastly, Remember to go easy on yourself as you go through this process and everyone else around you for that matter. We're all working through something.